Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And we have a very special episode of the Real Hauntings podcast for you today, tonight, whenever you're listening to this. And we have Jojo Wright on the podcast. You'll remember him from, <laughs> gosh, I guess it's been almost a year or like, has six, it been a year? Wow. Maybe like six months. Yeah, it, 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 I don't know. Pandemic time is so screwy. I can never tell how long things have been, but it feels like it's been a little while. But Jojo is on Kiss FM and iHeartRadio. And he also has his own amazing paranormal podcast, Paranormalish, that you all should check out i know many of you already have but yeah jojo welcome back to the podcast good good to be here it's funny how you say that you have pandemic time it yeah. is like it's such a bizarre like everything is just yeah we we've lived we were talking before we started recording we've lived through like a sci-fi movie you know like minus the visible zombies but everything else has kind of been like a zombie sci-fi yeah the the fear is certainly there i mean it's it's also odd how used you can get to things. It's like um, Kat and JJ and I got to see each other last night for the first time in a, a long time in like kind of a party atmosphere. And I got to see a lot of people from like my improv past that I haven't seen in a while. And it's like, you just pick right up. Like, it's just like, you know, everybody had this weird, huge break in their life. And it's like, now we're seeing each other again. I mean, it's, it's really bizarre. And Kent and JJ, did you guys not see each other because of the pandemic or they just try to avoid you for a year? It was weird because I had my uh, kid and Kat and JJ were like the last, like the first friends of mine to see him and like the last friends of mine to see him for like, uh, like almost a year. So cool. yeah, when was your kid born in relation to like when we all went into lockdown? Wow, was you're like, a bad friend for not I, remembering. But again, pandemic time. I don't know oh, like yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what even existed before. JJ doesn't remember anything about anything. Um, <laughs> so it would have been, uh, it was it was like right before the pandemic kicked off. So. You know, the craziest part is you get so excited to see people, especially at a party like that when it's all your friends used to see all the time. So the first like five minutes, 10 minutes is so fun because you're catching up and you're just excited. And then you're both just like, what's yeah. new? <laughs> like, uh, not, uh, <laughs> nothing. And then you're just kind of hanging out in the corner playing with your friend's dog. And the, yeah. that's, that's, that's my go-to or party strategy. Or you're like, well, the Braves are <laughs> in a thing right now. They might win. I don't know. Parties for me is just, yeah, it's same thing. Like I find myself like alone staring at my phone, trying to look kind of cool, but you know, cause I, and I did a little thing last night and it's so crazy. Cause you get to this, you show up 
and you put your mask on, but then again, you realize, well, nobody has their mask on. Do I take it? Oh no. And then, then you're like, all right, well, I'm taking a calculated risk. I'll just do my best. Everybody's vaccinated, whatever, who knows. But then you realize at the end of the night, after it's all done, like, oh my God, if I don't have COVID now, I don't know. It's just, I'm just, I've definitely got it. You know? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. That's, it is kind of wild. Well, so I did see um, your stories that you posted last night on Instagram. Can you tell our audience about what you did last night? Yeah, it was crazy. It's funny. Both of us were doing, you know, you guys got together and had a little party and I, I was at a party last night and I text Noah. I'm like, you will never guess where I'm at right now. Uh, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan, huge Michael fan. I've got, you know, a couple of Michael Jackson tattoos. I know I'm a nut. Michael Jackson's son, Prince Jackson, he about a year ago during the pandemic, he asked me to be an ambassador for his Heal LA Foundation, which is an extension of Michael Jackson's Heal the World song and foundation. He's doing a local thing for LA and it might, it might expand later on, who knows, but, but we met, you know, via Zoom uh, during the pandemic. And uh, as we were, I'll give you the full backstory. But as we were having this meeting for Heal LA on Zoom, towards the end of it, I said, all right, hey, hey guys, uh, I was talking to him and his partner, John, um, there, there is a Heal LA business partner. I said, hey, guys, random question. But um, now that this meeting's done, I just need to have either of you had a paranormal encounter. I am, I am that's my thing. I have a podcast called Paranormalist. You know, I went to my little, you know, spiel there. And Prince said, oh, yeah, Havenhurst is haunted. And Havenhurst being the family home that the Jacksons grew or when they were the Jackson five, they uh, moved to LA and they bought this home on Havenhurst, Havenhurst Avenue in Encino. And they lived there. This is the famous Jackson family home. They refer to it as Havenhurst. So he he said he'd had Havenhurst is haunted. I'm like, Oh my God, I got to get you on the podcast. So fast forward a couple of months, you know, it's 2021. And, um, and we set up a day for him to come in to do the podcast, which, you know, as we tape this, he's, he's, he's on my most recent episode. But um, last night they have a, uh, a fundraiser for heal LA inside the Jackson family home, uh, which nobody lives there now. It's 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 under renovation. I'm not sure who, I don't know who lives there at this point. But uh, they do these events at Havenhurst and to walk on the grounds of Havenhurst and a bunch of people are hanging out and, you know, and Chris Tucker did a comedy set over there, which was just crazy to walk on the grounds over there. And just to realize that Mike, there's a studio there and I haven't been inside the studio. They keep that studio locked. I don't even know if I should ask to go in there someday, but but, uh, that's where Michael recorded off the wall and thriller two little albums that did okay. And I don't know if you recorded every track there, but quite a few. And, uh, and they'll say, Hey, Jojo, see the staircase right there. There's a sta- an outdoor staircase that leads to a room. Say, yeah. That's Michael's room. Like, Oh my God, that's Michael Jackson's room right there. And he, you could, you could picture him like walking outside down the staircase, walking across this little driveway, like 30 feet going into the studio because it's right there. And, uh, and I had to make, they, were, they had me host a, a little segment last night. So I said, I need to make some notes. Where, is, where can I go make some notes? So he leads me into Michael Jackson's room. Oh. And uh, I was like, oh, oh my God. Wow. So, yeah, so casual, no big deal. Now the room is, it's under renovation. So there's not a whole lot in there at this point. But uh, I, went, I stopped into this like, you know, nice little closet with shelves and whatnot. I'm, you know, the, the lights weren't on in one room because they're re- renovating. So I guess they'd taken some of the lights out. But in the room I was in, they, the, the closet had lights in there. And I was like making my little notes and I, I realized I left some of my, now that we're talking, I left some of my notes in Michael Jackson's room. Oops. Be there yeah. forever. Oh, no. yeah, right? To sit in that room and to walk around those grounds and Michael Jackson music and Jackson's and Jackson five and Janet music playing in the background. It's just surreal. Yeah. I mean, for me as a, or anybody, I guess, as a, as a fan, a fan of 
you know, his music is, it's just crazy. And Prince is such a nice dude. And he showed me around, he showed me, they, they put up some memorabilia from the movie Well, they, uh, they had a Neverland look, it wasn't very big, but like a Neverland room, a few things from Neverland. They had a few things from just Michael history. Like they had the Michael Jackson letterman jacket from thriller in there. You see Michael's signature on it. They had it behind glass and they had, um, I think what thriller jacket. I, I think they had that. They had a couple of things, some of the prosthetics from the short film ghost that he did. And uh, it's kind of funny that not, not that this is paranormal. I know you guys want to get to the good paranormal stuff, but, but um, he had prost- these prosthetics he had for this short film ghost in one scene, he was turned into his old white man, you know, and he kind of a big white looking face, you know, well, he, when he put that on, I guess, or he, he, after he was, I'm sure as he was shooting it, he said, Hey, I'm, this is what I guess. Let me keep the makeup on. I'm going to call my mom and do dinner. We'll set up some sort of a dinner, you know, and I didn't realize this. And Prince told me that his, he did dinner with his, his mom, Prince's grandmother. And she, Catherine, is her, Catherine Jackson didn't know that that was Michael because it was this funky, oh crazy looking, you know, white guy. <laughs> and it was I wonder, Michael. I wonder who she thought he was. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd be, yeah, yeah. Come on in. <laughs> I'd be curious the backstory. Like maybe it was like set up, like we have a business meeting with this guy. I'm yeah. sure they made up some story, uh, but, yeah. but it was really just, you know, long story short, it was, it was really surreal to walk on those grounds and they had a party last night and that's, and everybody was walking around and just, and I bumped into a lot of, you know, a lot of cool people last night. You know, I met Chris Tucker, you know, just briefly and, and um, and Austin uh, uh, Austin Brown, who is another one of my friends, who is Michael's uh, nephew, which is she, he's Reby Jackson's son, and and Taj Terrell and TJ. I think I saw one of them last night, who was Tito's kids. I don't know Tito, but I've met you know a couple of those guys, you know. And uh, it was just really neat to walk around. So that's that's what I was doing last night. When you're there, surrounded by like on this amazing property, surrounded by like relatives of the amazing Michael Jackson, like when thriller comes on or a really fun song, like how do you act? Are people like freaking out, like dancing or do you have to act cool? Cause you're like, Oh no, 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 I can't like, no, they got, they have a dance floor out there and people, well, uh, I mean, people are, it's, I mean, it was, uh, there were several people dressed, dressed like Michael Jackson. You oh, know? Wow. Uh, this, this, this one kid was in the thriller outfit. Another guy looked like the, the victory tour, which is the, you know, the, the military looking, you know, sequin military blue sequin jacket. So uh-huh. one guy looked like like um like the this is it michael jackson a little bit longer but straighter hair i mean there were michaels all over the place and everybody was dancing you know i say it, it was packed but it wasn't packed packed but it was pretty packed because they try to keep it sort of covid safe but man we were all over each other it was you know <laughs> you know like i said i'm sure we've got covid now but um it was uh it was yeah really well done super nice and every yeah people were dancing i mean everybody was feeling the music. It was hard not to when all that stuff, you know, the old school Jackson stuff comes on from like old school, enjoy yourself to the destiny album, which I'm nerding out now to, to of course off the wall and thriller. And just, yeah, it's just, it's all playing. And to have that playing as the backdrop as you're on, you're where Michael Jackson grew up. Yeah. Oh my God. It's just crazy. Then you have Chris Tucker up there doing his thing. Like I'm not, you know, you're Chris Tucker. Damn. Yeah. And uh, he said like, Oh my God, this is where, this is for Michael and his brothers. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? Uh, they got their ass beat here every day, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he went in on that, you know, and the Jackson family loves him, and, and they all, they just think he's the best, you know? Um, he told stories about how he was, uh, he was hanging with Michael Jackson and um, he was with Bear, him. He went, he, he went to London with Michael, with Michael and to visit Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. Hmm. 
And he said he was in a room with, I think, I think I heard him tell the story before on some show, but he was in a room and Michael starts singing, how deep is your love? You're doing his thing. And then Barry starts singing and Chris starts getting into it. And I don't know if this, I don't know how true the story is, but it then Chris kind of starts feeling it. He starts singing too. How deep? And then Michael turned to him and said, Chris, no, 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 Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So, yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, I think Chris Tucker has a pretty good singing voice, but he does. He, Michael Jackson standards, probably not. <laughs> probably not Michael Jackson, you know, BG standards, but you know, Chris, he did his thing and he was in the rock my world video for, if you're a super MJ fan, you know, Michael, Chris did a little thing, you know, from that last night, just kind of having fun and, Chris is hilarious. That's and like that, that's, I refer to him like I've known, you know, Chris, <laughs> I don't know Chris at all. I mean, I, yeah, I was introducing him on stage and he comes up and is just as high as we're kind of passing on these little stairs. And that's kind of it, but he's real <laughs> nice, but uh, nice in that four seconds, you know, in those four seconds, but. You but, were like hosting, introducing him and everything. Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't, it, I wouldn't call it like a major hosting gig, just, you know, a stage and a mic. And I mean, they yeah. did it up real nice. You know, they hired a company to come in and, and they do it all. Yeah. It's, it's really well done, but. Uh, just yeah, just a little kind of backyard thing. Backyard meaning Jackson family backyard. Right. Yeah, it's different than my backyard, but um, it, well, it was really nice. Well, Jojo, so on, on our podcast, um, and, and Kat kind of started this on the podcast, talking a lot about energy, and we've had guests talk about it as well. When you're at somewhere like that, where you know all this, you know all these big events have taken place. These you know huge songs have been cut there and recorded, and it's a place that represents a lot to you it sounds like as well do you feel a certain energy from just being there i mean does it not necessarily in the supernatural sense but i mean did did the hairs stand up on your body like how far does that go for you being a big fan but then getting to actually walk the walk that michael jackson you know where it all took place it it uh it does send the you know that makes the hair on the back of your next stand up even you even you just bringing that up makes my that kind of gives me chills now um yeah and i I don't know like what i i made a point to when i was in michael jackson's room um more really just the closet uh but i i try to make a point to just kind of sit there for a second and kind of listen like this is the room and and just to just kind of soak it up now I don't know if there's anything, I don't, I really don't think I was sensing anything paranormal, but it, when you say energy, you never know if it's paranormal energy or if it's just excitement, you know, and right. I guess that's the trick on learning what the difference is. And I guess I'm, I haven't mastered that. I'm trying, but uh, you, you, yeah, you certainly feel an energy and there's an, a, an electricity to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it wasn't like, you know, you walk in some houses, which I'm sure you guys have done a fair amount of investigations, you know, and you walk in some houses and here's where I think I've learned the difference. And I don't know if it's in my head or whatever, but you feel a heaviness in some rooms. You walk in, you feel like a heaviness and a darkness. And once again, are you psyching yourself out? I don't know. But uh, this one, you feel like a real, just a, 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 an excited and it, it's a real energy to it. And just knowing what the room is and what the, what the ground, what, what this entire place represents. I mean, this, this house, I mean, this is, a, this is an extreme example of just positive energy because this house changed the world. I mean, the music that came out of that house, Thriller, is st- he, Michael Jackson overall, and Thriller specifically, is still affecting music and pop culture today in some way. We're talking 12, 13 years, whatever it is, after his death, and 30 years after his peak. It's still, it's yeah. still going. I mean, you can, do, you can make any little movement like, ha, 
or you know, glove or white socks or any reference to the moonwalk, which is still all over TikTok. And that happened. That was so long ago, but it's still affecting. And to be in the house where, oh, that's no, no big deal. That's just the studio he recorded earlier. Uh, yeah, no, that's wild. God, it's so yeah. It, it does give me does give me chills. I don't know if I'm feeling if I was feeling paranormal or just excited or just kind of just. It, it was, but yes, the hairs on my arms were standing up and if i didn't shave them because i have tattoos was it paranormal or was it just excitement and i don't know but it was re- it, it was definitely a, a feeling for sure well i know since the last time we talked to you you have been on some you know investigating type trips or you know i know you've been to like some homes and um famous haunted places have you had anything you would consider an experience since we spoke yeah. to you last I had something, and maybe you guys can, maybe we just kind of, I'll throw it out there and see what this means to you guys. But uh, I decided to, um, and I haven't posted anything with, with this yet. Um, and I, I guess I'd call it a mini investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I, the, there's a, a hotel in Hollywood and Hollywood's full and LA's full of, like every city is, uh, but Hollywood's full of famous haunts and old hotels with crazy histories. Mm-hmm. And there's a hotel called the Roosevelt Hotel. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. The Roosevelt hotel is uh, supposedly haunted with, I mean, every the, the thing in Hollywood, when it comes to the paranormal, every place claims Marilyn Monroe haunts it. Mm. And then every place, you know, and it, it very well may, may be true because I'm sure she frequented a, a lot of these hotels. So it makes, it makes sense, but it does, you know, everywhere you go like Marilyn Monroe, like, Oh God, here she is again. Yeah. Um, and another haunt called the black Dahlia, which you guys, yeah. you may have heard of the black Dahlia. Mm-hmm. She's been seen a lot of places too. I'm not sure where her last, you know, uh, like she's been seen at the, at the, what's called the last bookstore, which is just down from the Cecil hotel, which I didn't realize that until after I left the bookstore, cause it's a really cool bookstore. But uh, I, I was, I stayed at the Roosevelt and there's, I did a little research on it. You know, we've, I'm sure we've all done our research on the Roosevelt, but there's two rooms that I came across that, that really, uh, I mean, there's several floors. They claim to be haunted with the black Dahlia and everything. Um, but um, there's two rooms. I want to say it was room 213 was one room that I couldn't get into. I think it's 213. Correct me if I'm wrong on that one. But, uh, and that one, that one was booked, but there's a room called nine, uh, number room 928. Actually. Yeah. Here's, here's my, a room key right there. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and I stole the, I stole the notepad. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> stole some towels, but I didn't. Uh, but uh, in 928, there was a um, there's an actor from way back in the day named Montgomery Clift, C L I F T, I think. And he was in a movie which I couldn't tell you anything about Montgomery Clift, but he was in a movie called East of Eden, which was a I guess a fairly famous movie. I I don't know the movie that well at all. But this was his room and he stayed in this room. Uh, I guess he frequented the room. They, they, they call it the Montgomery Cliff room. So, all right, give me that room. And I had, um, I, I had a, a couple of guys from the radio station who, you know, do our, our video department and our social network department. They came in just so we could kind of document a little bit and had a buddy of mine who was a psychic named AJ Barrera, who I've had him on the podcast. I had him come up for a little while. Now I booked the room for the entire night. They weren't staying the whole night, but I, they just, I, they came in to do a little piece with me. So we, you know, we, we, uh, we do our little thing. We do our little investigations and whatnot. Well, real quick though, when, as I'm checking into the hotel, I walk up and I you know, tell the guy my name and whatnot. And he's doing, he's tapping on his, you know, his, uh, computer, you know, right. and he looks up and he goes, he said, um, may I ask why you ha- I see you have a certain room you've requested. May I ask why you <laughs> requested this one room? 
I said, oh, yeah, that's the uh, haunted room. And he said, I, I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So, uh, you know, get in the room. They come up. We do our thing. You know, uh, can't say we came across anything super bizarre. You know, you, you have the, the, you know, the SLS cam showing some you know, little, little bits and pieces here and there. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I really like the SLS cam as a, as a piece of tech. I think that's an interesting, you know. What is an SLS cam? Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, the, the, SL, the best way I can describe it is, and I use just the app. There's an app version, which I've read up on it. And the app version is the same thing as like the bigger versions, but it just requires, if you have like a, like the expensive ones, which are a little bit more, you know, a little bit more involved, they can do it in low, they can read it. And I'll tell you what it is in a second, but they can read the room in low light or no light. Whereas the app, if you you, you can get it on your phone, it seems so cheesy, but you know, uh, but it can, the app needs a little bit of light to to activate. But is it the like, stick figures? That yeah, thing? exactly. Yeah. The stick figures thing. If you have, for example, if you have a, a PlayStation you know, or Xbox or whatnot, and say you have a dance game. So the camera, it, it, you know, you, you stand in front of the, the camera and the, the, basically the game reads you and it creates a stick figure. And then the game puts a, you know, a little cartoon character around you or whatever the figure is, you know, something like that. It just, it turns your figure into uh, it animated, makes you, you know, makes you a character. Like well, a the, filter, yeah. yeah, exactly. So the theory with the SLS cam, which is just basically that, uh, if you point that cam to an empty, you know, empty space in the room, wherever you're investigating, and a stick figure pops up or some sort of figure pops up when nobody's there, is it reading something? It's just, you know, a bunch of theories, but I do find it interesting. Because you have one in your um, your fan, right? You've got a ghost in your fan? Yeah, I keep using that thing. My fan, we we uh, we uh, we haven't changed fans yet. I, that, I'm sure it's just an electrical <laughs> short in our house, you know, to be honest with you, but I have some fun with it. But, uh, I, you know, once these guys left, the, uh, I, I, we went downstairs, we had a little food. There's a little restaurant at the bottom of the Roosevelt hotel. And then I, I see you later. So I start walking back up and as I'm walking back up, that's when you start to realize that, Oh my God, I'm in this old haunted, you know, beautiful, but old haunted so much history in, 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 down these halls and in these walls hotel. And as you're kind of going up the, you know, in the elevator and walking down the hall, you feel like you're walking into the shining. Cause it's that kind of mm-hmm. old kind of vibe. Oh, yeah. Like, what am I doing? And my wife said, well, you got the hotel the whole night. You might as well stay there. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe she just wanted me out of the house. But um, yeah, I stayed in the room and I, you know, I, you know, I, I kept the lights on for a minute, you know, cause you're like, oh God, this is freaking, freaking me out. Uh, but I finally, you know, finally said, all right, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Um, and I fell asleep and here's what, what I found, I found fascinating. I don't know what it means, but um, I fell asleep and I wake up abrupt two things i wake up abruptly at 4 44 a.m hmm. and i my, my initial thought was i'm thinking am i going to wake up in the three o'clock hour the witching hour you know that's what you know we've all been i don't know what that means but we've all been told about that mm-hmm. but four four i'm like what the heck 4 44 so i just ah so i went back to I, I you know went back to sleep and then i find later that that's those are I don't know if I put stock into this or not, but those are the angel numbers. Something's watching, you know, someone's watching mm-hmm. over you. I mean, I'm sure some of your listeners know way more about that than, than, than I do, but those are the angel numbers signifying that somebody's watching over you. You have protection, something along those lines. I go back to bed and I wake up later, like in the morning, but I wake up and it wasn't like a startled dream, but I had this dream and we've, you know, we've heard about visitations in dreams mm-hmm. and, uh, I had this dream that I was 
dreaming like through someone else's eyes, like whoever I was, like I, I was dreaming, but it wasn't me. I was seeing, you know, someone else's point of view. Yeah. And I was lying on someone's lap as if I were sad or crying. Cause you, if you're lying on someone's lap, you know, you could, and you feel like, like they're, they're touching your head. Like, are you okay? Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see their knees because you're laying on their lap. You see their knees. And I wish there would have been a, dr- uh, a mirror in the dream so I can see my face or the person's mm-hmm. face, who it was. And then I could compare notes on, I could maybe find out who it, was it Montgomery cliff, the guy who, you know, right. Um, and I know he, I think he died. He had a car accident, but he didn't die in the, I don't think he died in the car accident, but I need, I should do more research on it. We haven't put the podcast episode out yet. So I need to get, get on that more, but hearing that, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Like was he the one comforting you or like, were you laying in Montgomery Cliff's um, lap? That would be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> creepy, right? His perspective. Uh, I was, I don't know whose lap I was on. I don't know who I was dreaming through the eyes of. I don't know why I felt like, like I was somebody else. Uh, Have you was, ever had a dream before where you had that sensation or was that that you no. remember? Yeah, no. And I, I was, it's funny. I was talking to the AJ Barrera, the psychic that night. And I was trying to get, you know, in touch with like, how do I become, cause they, they, they all not what he says that everybody has a bit of psychic ability, but others can just tap into it more, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I guess everybody has that gift in theory. So well, get, let, I, I would like to learn how to kind of read that more doing these investigations, but at the same time, let's make sure there's an off switch. Yeah. Cause I don't need, I don't need, I see dead people in my house every day. Sorry. I need to pause real quick. I looked it up and this is a caption of like one of the first things about Montgomery cliff. Uh, the word of his heart attack reached Miss Taylor, Elizabeth Taylor. I think they maybe okay. did. Um, who hurried to the accident scene and wearing a mink coat cradled Cliff's bleeding head in her lap while awaiting an ambulance. Shut up. <laughs> I am not shitting you. <laughs> wow. First thing from the Google results. That's oh crazy. me chill. Yeah, I want to know if other people have had that same experience in that room. That you so know. crazy. That's crazy. crazy. Wow. Yeah, so he was in a he was in a crash. He was a close friend of Elizabeth Taylor. Um, his car struck a power pole while he was going down a steep grade. So this is different from the heart attack. Um, and word reached her. She hurried to the scene, cradled his bleeding head in her lap while they awaited an ambulance. That is so crazy. Now he, he didn't die at the, at the crash scene. Right? I don't think he died at that crash scene. But so still he- that is. Yeah. What the heck? Jojo's mind That's is pretty blown. wild. <laughs> That's so cool. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I was like, okay, this is just a dream. It may still be just a dream. Weird, like, if that's a coincidence, that's a really <laughs> weird fucking yeah. coincidence. Well, what? I don't know. It's set, it was so specific. So I literally just Googled, like, Montgomery Cliff's head and lap. I don't know what was going to come up with yeah, that. Yeah. Could have been some sort of porn show up. And yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. a very, like, famous known moment when elizabeth taylor cradled him hey look up look up for a second i'd be, I'd be curious what you find 444 because i woke up right at 444 and i grabbed my phone right when i woke up jojo have you while well, she's looking that up have you seen uh midnight mass on netflix yet i just finished it what a uh, crazy yeah i don't know how i feel about that you know I, I liked it a lot, but I was just thinking like the idea of angels that that was a very uh, um, interesting interpretation of, you know, all of that. That was no angel. That was yeah. for sure. 
Now, after she gives us what she finds here, I got to, you know, I want to ask you more about that because I love that director. He did uh, Haunting of Hill House and Haunting yeah. of Bly Manor. He's got something mm-hmm. else coming out soon, but uh, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Uh, what do you got? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so 444 is a number of protection and encouragement. <laughs> it is a sign that you are currently following the right path. So if you see the number repeatedly, it's often uh, said that it's your angel giving you a sign that they are with you. Uh, the sign is reminding you to feel confident and supported in this knowledge. Huh. Or that, you know, uh, the angels are blessing you with their love and protection. So, yeah. Can't hate that. All right. Yeah, I need to I need to put uh, a podcast together about my experience there. And and uh, I'll bring this up. I haven't done all the, the research. I guess I'm kind of excited that that happened, but I didn't know that backstory. So yeah. it wasn't like I was, you know, trying to, that that seed wasn't planted in my head. Once again, it still could be a dream. Who knows? But uh, it's still fairly interesting. Just for fun, I googled Montgomery Cliff 444. And some woman has a Tumblr called 444. And there's just like a bunch of pictures of Montgomery Cliff. So that's random. But, I'm, you know, there we go. As you will. Who sits, around plot <laughs> who sits around and has an Instagram or whatever account of Montgomery Cliff yeah. in 2022? One <laughs> is the is the account still active? Is, you say Instagram? What was it? She posted Tumblr. The, I think. She posted Tumblr. She posted the last one in twenty twenty. But still, that's relevant. Still, mm-hmm. it's Montgomery Cliff and Elizabeth Taylor. I mean, it's just a Tumblr about them. I'll be darned. Who and knew? Four 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 right there. When you that's have free so time. Good. Yeah. God, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, you guys should, uh, if you're next time you're in LA, uh, Roosevelt hotel room, nine twenty eight. see what, and, uh, and, you know, one of you guys should do, I don't know how you're going to divide it up, but like, like JJ and Kat do nine twenty eight, and Noah do, I think it's two thirteen. Great. There, there might be a Marilyn Monroe suite, but I'm like, I don't want to spend two grand. Yeah. But no. I better see it goes for two grand to the, the midnight mass that, well, I don't know what I was expecting. But, um, God, that was, did you guys, JJ and Kat, did you guys, I don't think they've seen it yet, right? I, I need to, cause well, we watched, we both watched Bly Manor and I've seen Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Hill House is one of my favorites. JJ, tell, tell Jojo what you guys did watch recently. Oh yeah. Oh God, what? It's the most amazing movie movie you'll ever see. Even horror or outside of horror. I mean, just drama. It's called Lamageddon. It's what? on Amazon Prime. <laughs> if you watch it, your life will be changed. The acting, the, the animal wrangling. I mean, it, it was. I, I'm speechless. It, I mean, just so much commentary about our our current times, and yeah, yeah. it was very very poignant. Poignant. I think poignant. It, that's a smell, I think. That's pungent. Oh. But it was also very pungent. It just, like, it transported us. I, I'm going to assume by the title, it's uh, featuring a bunch of llamas. Just, just one llama, really. It only takes yeah. one llama. Really? Well, and then there are, I guess, the llama. I, you'll just have to watch Yeah, it. there's, but, like, some backstory, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How can you have a get-in with one llama? I feel like it has to be, like, a Sharknado. Like, they just got to be flying out of the sky. Llama get saw it, Ella, you would understand. You, you would understand. Uh, okay, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. On, but that's on my list. Let me write that down. Llama. Yeah. 
get okay, there's trouble. also like some sort of universal um international card maybe for actors back in the time when montgomery clift was uh an actor four 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 it's card number four 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 that he signed oh, wow. and i think it's for sale on ebay so that's another little huh. there okay i didn't i didn't expect that i thought the 444 was just like the angel you know whatever but i don't know maybe there's a bunch of different messages for you from montgomery clift have you been craving to watch like elizabeth taylor movies since you've been Uh, home or oddly enough no (laughs) (laughs) i know oh man we did this investigation a long time and this is not a scary story I, i i have better stories if you guys want some good stuff but um Way back in the day, we did a, an investigation. It was it wasn't mine. It was I was tagging along with some other people at um, Rosemary Clooney's house mm-hmm. uh, in I guess Beverly Hills or somewhere you know fancy schmance. Um, but we did yeah Rosemary Clooney's house and did our thing. And nobody at the radio station knew that I was there. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't one I did on the on air. I didn't make reference to it. This was years ago. Switching gears, another story that will make sense in a second. But we at, when I at the radio station, we have a. Uh, we play music on a system called the next gen system and the programming department, you know, they, they line up all the music we play and the traffic department puts in all the commercials. And so it's, it's, you know, everything is set up. And when it comes to music, every music, every song is numbered. And every now and then a song will like the wrong number will get slotted in and it'll, Oh my God, that's not supposed to be that supposed to be that. But that, I mean, I've been at, I've been at kiss, you know, 20 something years and that has happened a grand total of maybe five times. I mean, it just, it's not that, it's, it's rare. And most of the times when it's, if the song is mistaken, it's not a song, like if it's like we play pop music at Kiss. It's the numbers are, it's like if the wrong song is in, it's just another pop song that's slotted in, you know? Right. Like the, they actually happened the other day because there was this new song that um, she put in the wrong number, but whatever. Um, but so that never really happens. Rarely. Uh, I did this Rosemary Clooney investigation on, a, on the weekend. Nobody knew I was there. Nobody was playing a prank on me. And this would be like a, not even a funny prank. I mean, it just wasn't, wasn't, I'd log into the, you know, I'm, I'm on the radio and I look at the music log and there's a Rosemary Clooney song in the, in, in, in the, and granted, this is not the spooky, crazy story, but keep in mind, you know, I'm playing stuff like, you know, one direction, uh, it, Justin Timberlake, I forget what it was at that time, you know, J Lo, mm-hmm. Rosemary Clooney's never going to pop up in this rotation. I mean, and I looked in the log, I'm like, what the heck? And and if somebody were to play a prank on me, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have known I was there anyway. And yeah. What are the chances? And and we, I don't, I mean, the, I'm sure the next gen system, it's tied to a lot of music, so you you can pull up a lot of stuff in there. But I don't think there's an oldies. I don't think there's an oldie station. It wasn't an oldie station in the building at the time. So, I mean, granted, once again, this, 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 this system serves, I guess, other stations as well. And you, it, it, well, it does, but once again, there's not a floating ghost or anything crazy, but yeah, that should not, should never have been there. And those, these stories are cooler to me because those are the things that make me think, Oh, that like not necessarily ghosts, but like, Oh, this is a simulation or like we're living in the matrix. Right. It's so <laughs> weird. What are the chances? I, I couldn't even try the name of the song, but, rosemary if i'd have played that i'd have been like they'd have been like my everybody would have called alarms would have been going off like what children what the heck are you doing i'm like i don't know you put rosemary clooney in the law it was just weird just crazy 
Mm. And Jojo, this is kind of off topic, but on topic. Did you just switch to a new time on the on Kiss? Yeah, I I I did the night show, uh, seven p seven p.m. to ten p.m. for twenty years, and uh, the last year, a little over a year, I've been doing the afternoon show, uh, which I'm on the air now, uh, live three to seven uh, in L.A. Um, so it has opened up. Uh, you know, it's a God, it's a new life for me in a lot uh, of ways. You know, it's pretty pretty. For the last 20 years, if you think of any, just think, just watching TV. And granted, TV, we have DVR, so I, I, don't, I didn't miss anything. But, <laughs> but uh, like live sporting events. Hey, Jojo, let's go, let's go uh, grab, a, grab a drink and watch, watch the game. Sorry, I'm on the air. Or, you know, hey, we got this show tonight. You want Because I get invited to a you know, fair amount of little, like, hey, this new artist has a showcase. Dude, I'm on the air. What are you talking about? Oh, yes, right. Um, you know, they just, it's just everybody, you know, I, for 20 years, I couldn't, nothing. Uh, now I just, you know, I can get drunk every night if I want to. So, and that is the plan. Of course, the pandemic kicks in and there's not, a, you know, it's taken a while to ramp that back up, but, yeah. but, uh, for example, the, the Jackson thing, you know, that we were just talking, I, you know, I left the show, went over there. So that's awesome. Pretty, well, congratulations. That's, thank that's you gotta, very much. that's gotta be an, a very nice thing. I'm sure for you and your family too. I'm sure yeah. that's a, a big change. It is pretty cool. My, with, you know, my daughter, she's, uh, she's now 13. So now I can, I'm here when she, you know, goes to, you know, when she's going to bed and whatnot, you know, and just have, we have a little time there at night. At first I was, you know, I'd be showing up at the house and they'd be like, what are you doing here? Cause they have their <laughs> okay. little routine and I'm, you know, my wife, our entire marriage, I'd done the night show and uh, all of a sudden I'm here and she's like, what the heck? And she's off watching like, uh, what's the, what's the, um, I'm spacing on the title of the TV show, the, the really sad show with Mandy Moore. Oh, this is us. This is it. Yeah. This is us. Wait. This is it. I keep thinking I'm, I'm confusing Michael Jackson's. This is it. This is us. I think this is us. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She'd be in there watching. She'd be in there crying, watching this. I'm like, this show is terrible. She's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's great, but it's, I just, it's great. It's amazing, you know. But it's at the same time, I just can't. I'm like, oh god. She goes, just. She goes, just do your own thing. Just go over there. I'm watching my show. So I, I felt like I was interrupting them for a while. <laughs> we'll find another haunted hotel this day. She's like, I'm used to having my yeah. for my shows. <laughs> my shows. Back off. Well, that's, you know, that's kind of an interesting idea because, I mean, you have been surrounded by pop for so long, right? That's been a big part of your life. Do you feel like that has kind of influenced the way your brain works as far as like other media and stuff you take in? Because pop is kind of light and, you know, easy when you watch a show like that, or, I mean, is it, is your body kind of have a negative reaction to it? Or are you like, no, I want to go watch something that's a little nicer than that. Honestly, the, the, the pop music, as far as the music we play, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, you know, you know, it's yeah. just, yeah, I guess to answer your question, it doesn't affect how I feel like when I'm, when I'm driving home uh, and I think this would have, this would be with any format I've worked in, right. No matter what music I was playing, but I listen to it so much and I'm on the air, you know, and, the, and we have, you know, it, a lot of stations, the rotation's pretty high on some of the songs. Uh, and that goes for a lot of stations and a lot of formats, you know, or some formats. I don't, I don't listen to anything. If I know the name of the song or the title of it, I don't want to hear it when I'm driving home. It's yeah. got to be something just new. Or I go old school and like 80s, George Michael, Michael Jackson, you know, uh, you know, whatnot. You know, I just, uh, I'm just so immersed in it that, uh, but I, at the same time, you know, I've done, I've done the pop music world so long that, you know, you become, I'll like a song for different reasons. Like, man, that so-and-so is such a nice guy, you know, or whoever. Right. So I, I've become, you know, 
if not friends, just, you know, good, good, uh, uh, just good experiences and good encounters with this person and that person. And it's just, you know, so you kind of have an affection for them just because of how they treated you. Yeah. And so it's not just, do I like the song or not? Which that comes into it, obviously, but there's so many good people I've come in, come in touch with. that are just super cool. That So that's, that's probably how my brain is wired when it comes to some of the music and whatnot. Do you feel like you need, so you need like a cleanse on the way home? Do you ever listen to just like really loud piano music or anything? Megadeth, you know, <laughs> yep, yep, Megadeth. Well, I've listened to the, do you have the Calm app? Have you ever heard, you know, the Calm app? Uh, there's a, there was a, they had this, um, or they still have like just crazy, almost like drone sounding, like Moby had a piece on there. Moby put on a, you know, some, some tracks for, uh, the calm app. It's just sort of drone ish kind of just, just basically just a zone out. Yeah. And, uh, not that you want to zone out when you're driving down the <laughs> five freeway. Not that I don't like what I play, but I, you got, if you work at McDonald's, you don't want to have a big Mac when you get yeah, home. Sure. It's just, you know, yeah. uh, so I need a little, I need to keep my brain kind of fresh so I don't hate it and want to stab my eyes out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I love the gig. What can I say? And I love the artist I play, you know, most of them have been really cool. If not, I think I'm, I can't, I can't recall a bad, you know, encounter. I've had a few, but it's been a while but nobody major you'd even know. Well, that's what uh, I was going to, I mean, one of the cool things about your job is that you do get to do interviews, you know, it's not just right. playing music. So did you enjoy kind of the transition? Um, I mean, obviously you still have your main job, but having paranormalish where you can do long form interviews, has that been like a real yes. pleasure for you? Yeah. That's a big deal. I love it because it's something that's just, it's finally an outlet that I can sink my teeth into. Right. It, it's, it's something I've, I've always loved this, but I, you know, now I can take that and make it part of my job, so to speak, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sitting there and doing, cause when you're, when you're doing radio, certainly a, a music format, I mean, I have a X amount of freedom, you know, to do, you know, to, to talk. And I mean, that's, they pay me to do that, but uh, you know, you still have, there's a time clock you're dealing with. If you're doing a morning TV show, there's still a time clock. I've done some stuff for the morning sh- TV show here in LA, KTLA. And they, you have a little earpiece in and the director's yelling this or go to the break or, or cut this or don't, don't do the clip. You know, it's just, so you're always dealing with that with the podcast. It's just you like right now we're saying whatever you want to say, you know, and I, but I still have that mindset of when I'm doing my podcast, like, am I on topic? Am I straying too far? You know, is this going too long? I can always cut it later. You know, probably like Noah, who does, who does the edits on this podcast? Noah, you yeah, do that? Noah. Yeah. yeah. Poor Noah. Oh my God. I feel your pain. Cause uh, it, <laughs> you, you, when you start, you know, we do a lot of interviews and you do a lot of podcasts. I assume it's you, as you're, as you're doing it, you realize I'm going to cut that out later. Like Noah's going to cut this piece out right now. Uh, it, it's just, it's just, you start thinking in terms of edits and I can even at times I can, if I'm, we, we have, I, I edit audio on a box pro. That's what we use in the studio, just mm. a quick editing system, but I can almost see what I'm going to, sometimes I don't even have to hear it. I can see it just with looking at the waves. You get so used oh, to for it. Sure. So quick at it. Yeah. Let me, let me ask a question. I, this, this happened the other day. I was doing this. I did this interview um, with um, a girl named Kristen Lee, who, which you guys should get her on this. We're, uh, left turn er, back into the paranormal um there's a there's a lady named Kristen lee who has a book called paranormal confessions mm-hmm. and uh she she doesn't live in the house anymore but she still owns the house and now they use it for research and whatnot into the paranormal the house is called the belair house i called it belair as in la or beverly hills but it's belair and it's in ohio and this house is just it's it is violently haunted. Hmm. And, but I'm doing this interview with her and it's on a podcast, a couple of podcasts back. 
and at, and I'm, I'm listening to it as I'm editing it, you know, editing this thing. And there's, it happened twice. It sounded like this weird breath she took or like the, yeah, you see where I'm going, you know? And, uh-huh. and I didn't, and uh, I even, I left it in, but I shortened the, sometimes I shortened some, I shortened some of the clips, you know, mm-hmm. if it's, like some, some dramatic pauses are nice, but sometimes I'm like, you know, let's, let's trim it down a little bit. Right. But I trimmed it. So I trimmed it down a little bit, but I left that breath in because I thought, well, you know, it sounded odd, but I'm not sure what it was, but I'll leave it in. And this guy hit me up about, you know, a couple of days after that posted and, and he gave me the time codes and I'm going to put a podcast. And maybe by the time this podcast, your podcast airs, maybe that podcast that I'm going to do will be up. Who knows? But he gave me the time code and says, Jojo, there's a voice. There's a disembodied voice as he referred to it. Um, and he gave me the two codes. And I, th- and I haven't gone back and listened to it yet, but I think it's what he's talking about is the thing that I heard. So I'm going to get the original audio. And I don't think it's going to change what he heard, but it may, maybe there's more to it because I cut mm. out part of that pause, but not all of it. Maybe mm. I can take that entire, the master of it, elevate the volume on that, you know, raise that, raise that volume and see if there's anything, see what it says. And if there's anything he missed in my edit, but you guys have had that happen before too, right? Yeah, it was so many times. Just to the point now where like, I mean, Kat went back and listened to the last one we got, uh, someone wrote in, but I don't even go back and check it anymore because it's almost, I would say every five episodes, somebody will DM us being like, you got to check, you know, the ghost is back or, you know, whatever. And early on, I mean, it's, it's weird because I don't hear it really when I'm editing to, to your point, Noah, when you're, when you're editing, you, uh, it, it's a lot, you know, and you have yeah. other things going on. So you're like, it's, you're paying attention because you want your podcast to sound great, but at the same time you have to get this thing done. Yeah. You know? So you're kind of, you kind of fast, high speed editing, so to speak. So I can see how you would might miss or kind of overlook or I was like, ah, let me just leave that in. I'll keep going, you know? Sure. And like the three of us are more cohesive now. So there it's less editing too, for me now. So I can kind of let stuff run a little more. So I may miss that voice that people talk about, but I mean the early on ones and there's a super clip. Actually, I think the last time we talked to you, I, I re put some of that in our best of episode for 2020. And you can kind of hear that super clip of, of that sound and the first time I went back and listened to it, it freaked me out so much. I threw, um, I had like some Bose headphones on noise canceling headphones. I threw them onto the table and it gave me chills. Cause I was just like, what the hell is that? And, you know, of course we just thought, all right, it's zoom, like just gonna, whatever it's zoom is, you know, it could be anything. Then it happened a couple more times and it kind of got to the point where we're like, it's weird because the timing of it is happening when we talk about it which yeah. that makes me think less likely that it's zoom. But the, the kicker was that we did an episode and a fan brought it up, I believe. And JJ and Kat got this look on their face and they, they stopped like podcasting essentially and looked at each other. And I was like, what's, what's going on. And they were like, we just heard the voice out loud in the room. And I was like, if that fucking voice is on the editing, when I go back, that's going to freak me out. And sure enough, I mean, that one was by far the freakiest. And it's always this whispery lady. Okay. And it, I mean, it sounded like it was like right between our faces. Yeah. Too. It was so it was creepy. weird. And that was right after someone was like, oh, yeah, a ghost lady lives in your room. Yeah. You can see her. Okay. So here's the most recent one. We had Stephanie Strange from um, BuzzFeed on. Yeah. You and- should get her. She's she's great. She's good. Awesome. Uh-huh. What's the story? Well, go ahead and do your thing, but I'm curious to tell me her story. We have so many you want to share with you. Okay, here we go. So she said it's at 4414, so I'm going to play it. Um, I haven't heard this, so this will be my first time. 
You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more. And sure enough, it was very, like it wasn't the exact same cadence, but it was the same voice or very similar. And then we had another, we had a fan on. I heard that right there. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. It's that, it's like a kind of thing. There's one more coming up. And she was talking about how crazy it was and whatnot. And then Kat and JJ heard the sound in their room. Like I could see them in their zoom box and stop and look at each other. And I was like, what, what are they doing? And then they said, like, we heard it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just so quick. And it's like, we should slow them down. Yeah. And just see, I yeah, mean, it's, that's super creepy. But it's bizarre. Bizarre. People are going to think that I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> But I promise it's not me. Someone in the comment was like, I thought that's what that was. I didn't know if Kat was making fun of JJ like she does or Noah. I've got no pants on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Well, well. And yeah. J- JJ, you, you, uh, you're the, you know, you, are you, were you on the non, I forget what I, you, the non-believer meter? I like to say I'm ghost agnostic now. I was full on ghost atheist uh, when we started. And now I just like, you know, and that that whisper thing was probably the closest to like a real uh, encounter that because you were shook I, for a little bit when that happened. Yeah, yeah, it was super weird, and I still can't say for certain that like, oh yeah, that was something paranormal. Maybe it, the noise was caused by something else. Um, but it, but, but you it, experienced something. But yeah, and it and... it freaked me out. So. <laughs> And yeah. you being there and knowing that nobody else was there whispering that. I mean, you. Right. And the fact that Kat also heard it. And I know, because, like, I mean, we literally both at the exact same time just kind of went. Yeah. So <laughs> Which our listeners have no idea what I just did. But I should go back and pull. It's the Scooby Doo look. It's a zoinks? Yeah. I should pull the video of that. I can pull that out and then zero in on y'all's box. I haven't even thought about that. That would be fun. Hey, is, uh, is the audio, Noah, on that? Is it. Um, separate channels could you isolate that and take them out of it and see yeah yeah i got it yeah i could do that too i could look at the channels and um yeah yeah we could definitely pick it apart uh that would be interesting to go back and see so in theory that because i i when when i'm talking to this lady Kristen, i assume that 
the whatever that is, if it is, you know, let's say it's a ghost. If it's not, who knows? Maybe like you said, Zoom or it could be a number of things. But I assume it was on her end, you know, because maybe the ghost, because she's, you know, maybe something's attached to her. She wasn't in that house at the time, but, you know, I could see what, but I've never had that happen on my end because I'm in just a, I was recording that at the radio station. Mm. So I'm guessing it's on her end. That theory, this thing was next to JJ and Kat. So, and we had a medium say, I mean, it all started when we had Amanda on who now she's like blown up and super famous. But back then she was just sweet little Amanda that had posted one ghost story on TikTok. Um, But yeah, she, she was like, oh yeah, there's an old lady in a bathrobe in between you guys. She's been there the whole time. And I mean, it, it is weird. Like, you know, obviously we're all like more than interested in the paranormal. We all spend a lot of time doing this stuff. But it's there's something for me anyway, who when we started this, I was probably like a five on the scale. And I mean, now I'm pretty close to a believer, but there's still things that I'm pretty skeptical about. But overall, I do tend to believe some things. And but just to have another human look you in the Zoom box and be like, there's a ghost right there (laughs) and and you not feel any uh, lying from them. You know, there's no bad vibes or anything. And you're like, no matter what, this person really believes what they're telling me. And that yeah. is an unusual experience that I don't think a lot of people get in their normal life. And we get it all the time, not necessarily in that frame, but you know, we have mediums on all the time that say things that if I just went up to a stranger on the street and told them that they'd be like, well, you need medication. Like, what are you, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? But yeah, we right. hear stuff that's undeniable as far as, and it's not every medium in psychic, but we've had a couple on that have told us stuff that, like one came on and was like, dude, was your uncle in the Navy and a boxer? And I was like, yes. Like how the hell it was like a golden glove boxer in the Navy. I don't know. So, I mean, that kind of stuff. And then we had another one on who she, her whole thing is like, she says there's a lot of fake mediums and psychics. So her whole thing is she kind of debunks some of that stuff. And then she's a medium and psychic. And she was so polished and real. I had chills during her whole, I was denying stuff that was true that she was asking me that I was like, I'm not ready to talk about this in front of wow. a audience of strangers, like not going to do that. So that kind of stuff always pushes it forward for me. I'm just like, I love the idea that people have X-Men powers. Like I want to believe that's real. <laughs> and now like uh, I've got, I would call her a good friend um, to psychic mediums that are engaged uh, one of them's name is Evelyn and like we message each other all the time. She's co-hosted several episodes of the podcast and we'll be talking sometimes and she'll just like go, I don't like, what is she doing? And she's like, sorry, I got a reading. And I'm like, I forget that that's like how we even know each other because you are attached to the paranormal. I mean, I don't know. It's just all kind of it, crazy. I, I'd be curious on it. Cause I, uh, like I said earlier, I was, uh, I, I would love to develop that sense or some version of it yeah as long as there's an off switch yeah yeah because if it's always on i just picture the the movie the sixth sense you know yeah Yeah, that was i don't do you get any of the deja vu or premonitions do you have any of that in your life you think i I think you know what i guess i guess my next experiment is going to be my next my next attempt into that dream state you know just going into a place and sleeping and then be, I, I think i get my plan would be is to be monitored i want somebody to monitor me you know with all the all the fun gadgets and whatnot and psychics and everything and see if anything happens i've tried melatonin just to sleep not nothing to do with the paranormal dreams are it's, so weird on melatonin it, i take it all the time because my schedule flips so much that it's just oof. but yeah but that i don't know if i'd want to do melatonin in a haunted 
property because right. it's just a bit much because yeah, i feel yeah. like i have the exorcist in my head at times yeah. with, depending yeah. on the dose of melatonin it's just nuts uh but i want to there's another thing that came across and i don't know if this is my i mean if i were giving you a list of my most like these are my best podcasts i mean this was this was the shortest podcast i've ever done i think it was like eight minutes hmm. but and he had a few more things but i just i just let me just give it this is what it is i thought about tagging it with something else, like making the podcast longer. But I just, you know, I just, I'm, I guess my podcast, you know, at times I'm just a story collector at times on some of the shows or a lot of the shows. Yeah. I just love it. Um, and he told me the story and it was just a short story, but uh, it's a guy that I know him. I don't know him well, but he used to work in LA, but he moved to Nashville. He moved into, he bought this house. His son would never go down this one particular, they had the house for like a, almost a year. And his son would just, he, he's a real young, like two, I guess, give or take or maybe a little older, but he, he wouldn't go down this hallway. Like something was creepy about the hallway. He got this creepy vibe from the hallway, never saw anything. So it's not a super dramatic story, but just something was about this hallway. Um, but it is, it is what it is. He lived in the house and they were just like, you know, just, you know, trying to make a house a home and putting things together and whatnot. And he's in the garage one day and he's uh, he sees, he finds these two big bags of sand. Oh my God. My, my son has a sandbox. Perfect. So he gets these two big ba- big bags of sand, and he's going to go dump them in the in his son's uh, in the box. And he realizes, oh my god! He looks at these two big bags of sand, and there's names and birth and death dates on this sand. What? It ain't sand. The ashes. So, oh no! Yes. So he uh, he he finds out who it is, and it's the previous owners mother and father-in-law oh my gosh so he calls him up and says i think you're a terrible uh i think you're a terrible son-in-law he's just joking of course but uh but he he's oh my gosh so he comes over he drives about an hour from where the the other guy lived picks it up and the house they haven't had his son is yeah skipping down the hallway no big deal wow so once again not a crazy story but can you imagine finding or leaving ashes of your family that reminds me we had a a guest on who had a similar thing she she like her lights kept flickering and some poltergeist kind of stuff like doors were kind of moving and stuff in her room and the attic was above her room it like wouldn't stop and then something just told her that her grandmother's ashes were up there and that she wasn't happy being stuck in the attic and they moved them (laughs) from there and nothing else ever happened. No, kidding. everything resolved. You know, so that that is a, a spooky thing. Okay, I have one last hokey question for you, okay. but because right. um, you hear this sometimes from people that are you know in the entertainment industry and have had success. When you were younger and you know starting kind of your journey, did you ever have any moments where something told you like? This is what I'm going to be doing. Like I'm going to make it in this industry. Or did you ever see yourself like? You know, you hear people say like, oh, I put it out in the world and then it, which isn't necessarily supernatural, but it's like some of that kind of thought process. Did you experience any of that or was it just good hard work and dedication? Yeah, I'd like to think it was a lot of hard work and dedication, yeah. but um, I don't think I've ever said this on any sort of podcast form, but my mom would go to church when, you know, we were little, you know, and she still is, uh, you know, she's not, she's a normal human being. She, you know, I guess my, my, my thoughts on the church are, I believe in God, but I often don't believe in people that claim they work for God because mm-hmm. there's a lot of nuts in Westboro yeah. Baptist church. Get out of here. Yeah. But um, that kind of stuff. 
but you know, she, she's just, she's, she, she believes in God and and I do too. And, uh, but she would take me to church and sometimes the, I recall this lady, she stood and she would make, if she in church, she's making like, I don't know what you call it, but like predictions or like premonitions or and this lady in front of the church says, you're going to do things and speak to large groups of, I forget what she said, but like, I'm going to speak to a lot of people mm-hmm. and that can be anything really. You can almost twist that to a lot of stuff. Cause you know, anybody on TikTok, there you go. And she never said radio. I don't think, I mean, I wish I had that on tape, like you know, old school cassette yeah. recording is probably somewhere, but that's, that's one thing. But I, I think as far as everything else, I just put my mind to it and started, sure. I, I think initially uh, I, I, I would, I would have loved to have, uh, or probably would have, kind of ventured into the TV side of things a bit more, maybe a, because uh, the reason I didn't, because, you know, growing up in Texas, there's, you know, Hollywood ain't down the street. Right. Yeah. And B, maybe I'm a little too ugly. I don't know, but, uh, you, oh, you know, no. one of those things I'm not, I'm, you know, nobody can be, Oh, Jojo, you know, you're attractive. Get out of here. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's looking at that. Look, look at JJ's hair. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. I need that. But they have ugly people on TV shows. That's right, Kat. Thank you. Kat, Thank that's you. the worst thing to say. That's right. Thank you, Kat. <laughs> You've got a face for podcasting. <laughs> no, but uh yeah, yeah. I think I think I just really I kind of get get a one track mind, so to speak, yeah. and you kind of start going for it. And uh that's kind of what it was. And you got a little job at a little tiny radio station, started passing out demos, and and uh now we're you know. Kiss FM is a Kiss FM is a station I wanted to work at. That's one that I saw. There was a there was a radio DJ that I um, came across just in I forget how I came across him, but his name was Hollywood Hamilton, who now does afternoons in New York. Um, uh, and uh, we've and he but he did the night show on Kiss, and uh, and that's what I did, you know. And I I eventually got that same slot after he he went on to do some other things. I, I wasn't, I, I didn't follow him. I, I was a few guys after him or a few people after him, but uh, to do that same exact slot of this guy that I liked, it was pretty cool. He knows, you know, him and I talk from time to time where, you know, we've both been in the biz now for quite a while, but uh, I really, I, yeah, I think the guy, he's just a good dude and he's really good at what he does. And I'd like to think I'm, I, you know, I like to think I am too. Yeah. And, and, and he sent me, a, it, it kind of came full circle once. And he, did, I don't know if he realizes how much I really, think the world of him but um he uh he sent me a note after i signed one of the contracts at kiss i've signed i've done so many because i've been here forever i'm not sure if they can't get rid of me or i can't get rid of them <laughs> but uh he sent me a note, hey jojo congrats on the new deal i'm like all right cool thanks whatever it was you know but uh when he did that kind of full circle like my god this is i'm doing the this sh- shot the shift the slot the station the city everything that i wanted to do so i think there's something to manifesting it and i think the mind's a powerful thing i really yeah. do um, that's why like when any of our Cause we have, you know, and I mean, we all have quote unquote day jobs and stuff, but we are in like the comedy scene in Atlanta. And last night we got to see a lot of our friends who are also kind of similar boats, varying degrees. I mean, we have some friends that are basically full-time actors now, but you know, everybody's kind of in a different space, but I would say we're the ones that people think about in our group when they think about podcasting, they're like, Oh yeah, they've got that uh, paranormal podcast. That's um, they've had some success whenever anybody asks me about it, the, you know, it's funny how different people's minds work, but they'll be like, well, you guys have ads. You're making a lot of money off. Ad. And I'm like, no, we haven't really gone down the ad route. I don't think we're quite at that point. I don't want to put our fans through that for a small amount of money. You know, like if, if we're going right. to do ads, I want it to make sense. And I, and I always put out there the thing that I want. And I, I hope the cat and JJ would want too, is that I want us to be able to tour the podcast, whether it's 
five times a year, 12 times a year, you know, whatever. I want to do these interviews much like uh, my favorite murder does, you know, live form in front of people. Cause I think this format really lends itself to that. I mean, it's a long form. That would be exciting. Yeah. And that's, so that's what I keep putting out there. We'll see. I mean, pre pandemic, my goal was kind of like by the end of this year, that's not going to happen. Although we've, we've been very fortunate this year, but I'm hoping by the end of next year, if we can maybe like double our base, uh, you know, maybe we'll be to at least be able to travel and have the trip paid for, you know, and, and do a couple hundred people in a room or whatever. I mean, it would just be exciting because it, it is one of those formats where it lends itself to storytelling and you get, you know, a lot of times we get like wow endings for the stories. And I think we could be funny enough to carry a room. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. That's one of the, I would love to do that too. Love it. It's, it's so exciting because, you know, you're building this, uh, you're building this brand yeah. And, and, uh, and it's, it's something that you're super passionate about and it's just so organic and it's, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like work. I know editing and, and scheduling and working this around all you guys schedules is, is that that's kind of work ish, but it's such a rush to create this thing from the ground up and to go on, on a tour the, the my one fear on any gig I do is, you know, whether it's a, a radio station gig or an endorsement or is nobody's going to show up at the gig. You know, that's my one fear. <laughs> right. So yeah. I would probably, I guess if I were going to do a tour, which I would like love to do that at some point, I would probably book small rooms and have like yeah. standing room only, as opposed to a big room and nobody showed up. That's, that's the way I work around that. But uh, I would yeah, love I've, to do that too. I've done comedy in front of six people and I've done comedy in front of like 150 people. And it's much more <laughs> fun to do the 150 <laughs> side than the six people side. <laughs> Dude, I've talked, I've talked to some artists about, you know, you know, that, you know, Usually when I'm doing an interview with somebody, they, you know, especially the established ones, they've, they're doing some fairly sized good, you know, fairly sized rooms, you know, fairly good sized rooms. But I always bring up from time to time, like, give me your worst. Like, give me what's the, what's the worst. Yeah. Or have you ever been booed? You know, and I've heard some like, do you know the band AJR? I think we've talked yeah. to them. Uh-huh. Yeah. They said their first, I don't know if it was their first show, but like way early on, they did a show once and they were expecting, I don't know how big the room was. I forget what they said, but let's just assume it was like a couple hundred people at least. And they had six people. I mean, literally oh, six, they met them all, took pics, you know, and their I guess their mentality was, and their dad was pumping them up. Like, just do it. Like there's a room full of crazy people. Yeah. Uh, I think the artist, um, I think it was, do you know that the, the uh, rapper, uh, sweetie, um, sure. she has, um, she has a song with uh, Doja Cat. She's my best friend. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and bad bitch. Gotta own that. Yeah. Oh, get, uh, <laughs> um, she, uh, she, she did a show. I want to say it was in new Orleans and this is, you know, I, I don't know how recent it was, but it, the show was the, the show eventually got shut off because there was a storm, but you know, it's mm-hmm. some, something to do with the weather. I forget the story, but she shows up and there's like only like just a handful. There's a stadium. Like there's going to be like 20,000 people and like, you know, nine people or, you know, I'm making a number up. It's, but she, but she was there early and she thought, well, I, I, the, the artists that came before me, they didn't show up because they got held up for weather. They said, do you want to go on and just get your set? And somehow she ended up performing, but she said she, she threw down like there was a stadium full of people, but there was like, and it's one thing to perform in front of six people, but when the stadium is 20,000 and you yeah. get six, you know, you get more stage hands and crowd. <laughs> it's That's funny. Awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's-, it's good to know that people who've like gotten that big all went through that and that that's still fresh in their memories. Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> like, like a little, like, I don't know. Humbling way to but, humble. Them. Yeah. It makes you see them as uh, fellow humans instead of just, yeah, it's, so. And the and the little things that go wrong, like uh, 
uh, this is a, you probably won't know his name. He has one song called uh, boy. His name is Duncan Lawrence. He's from uh, he's from the Netherlands, I think. Real good guy. But he had a song that um, I'm spacing. Oh my god, I, my, everything's my my brain's jumbled. But Duncan Lawrence, uh, he had a paranormal story too. He, he grew up in a haunted house. But I was asking him one story about you know things that went wrong on stage. His worst show, and he said he fell off stage once, and the microphone shoved in his mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> so he's like singing, you know. So <laughs> the audience hears him yank the mic out of his mouth and then <laughs> it's just awful. That's crazy. Wow. Just yeah. Nuts. So I'm curious as, as your podcast moves forward and, and you get more opportunities to do things with the paranormal, are there still some bucket list items that you want to try to knock out for your podcast, for your fans? hundred percent. I mean, with, uh, with paranormal, I would lo- well, first of all, I would love to be able to do just like you said, you know, I guess I didn't put it in those terms in my head, but take a tour or just a live show somewhere and to be able to run around with that. And I get a rush when people say, Hey, Jojo, I'm a fan of the podcast. When people Mm -hmm. say that, um, because usually, I mean, uh, I do people, you know, I I have a decent following on social, but I do get a lot of followers from other fan bases. Mm -hmm. So in reality, I mean, which I love them and they, I, I hope they like me, but they're there really for me to post something about BTS. You know, right. so they like me. They love BTS. When somebody loves the podcast, to me, it's like they love what I do. You know, mm-hmm. or, or granted, they love the ghost stories and whatnot. But it's it's that you know it, that's that common thing we all love the paranormal. So when somebody says they love the podcast, I get it. Just really charges me. So uh, to take it on tour would be phenomenal. To uh, I would love to have some successful merch attached to it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Which you know, which uh, you know, we could uh, we're toying with some ideas here and there, but the keyword being successful merch, can that, you know, happen? And of course I want the, the main thing is I want to tie it to a TV show. Mm. Now TV show can mean anything from discovery plus to travel channel to yeah. a successful, you know, online outlet, you know, and we've, uh, I've had several people reach out to me to, uh, and we've shot sizzles and everything, but it's somehow I, I can't, you know, I guess somehow the TV world, and even though Kat says ugly people can make it on TV, um, <laughs> uh, my ugly face hasn't made it on yet, you know, and, uh, and I'm, I know you're joking with that. I, I know I'm super gorgeous, but um, uh, <laughs> so gorgeous. Right. Uh, my wife would hear this, but uh, I would, I, I'm looking for the right out TV outlet to do this. And I say, yeah. right. Meaning I want them to want me as much as I want them. Yeah. And I've, well, Jojo, before we get you out of here, cause you've been so gracious with your time, we have been kind of uh, running, a series through Halloween with episodes where we've been asking people um, about Halloween. And one of the questions we've been asking that has been very controversial, where do you fall on candy corn? Ugh. Oh, sorry. I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. Well, I know I, I can tell already cat that I am going to agree with it. It just <laughs> serves no purpose. It is yeah. just, it's just wax kind of like the old school way. Remember way back in the day, you know, and I'm going to show my age a bit, but they used to have the, the, uh, the vampire teeth that you could put in yes. your mouth, but they, uh, but you could uh, chew them kind of a waxy thing. Okay. But those are actually like wax candy corn. I'm going to go on the other side. It's so delicious. And when I saw Kat and JJ last night, I brought one bag cause I knew neither of them would accept it. I saw JJ first. I was like, Hey, and he tried to hug me and I like threw the bag at him. He was like, gross. And just like, moved away. and Kat basically did the same thing. I was like, I don't get it. I love it. What, what is the, what is the flavor? Is it maple or is it what? sugar? I mean, it just tastes like pure sugar. I mean, eat it, snort it, whatever you want to do. I mean, it's just, it's just baseline sugar. And I, I love it. I, I mean, I do feel sick after eating so much of it, but Ugh, yeah. Oh, good. 
It does not melt well. Don't ever try to melt it in a dessert. That yeah, doesn't you can, work. It, I think it's good for like a garnish for like, if you want to decorate something that looks like teeth, like teeth, I, need a, yeah. I need a pumpkin teeth while well, you jam a couple of candy corns up in there and there you got some yeah, teeth. You're not going to eat it. After. <laughs> you're not going to eat it. Ugh. For decoration. That's great. You know, what's good though. I had an espresso. I love espresso martini. Ooh, that's, that's my, I should pass those on for Halloween. Little kids show up. Those yeah. have gotten really popular too. I keep seeing oh, things so about them online. So the other thing we've been asking are there certain go-to movies that you go to? Do you go old school? You get into yep. the eighties for Halloween or like, what would you recommend the audience if they want to get in the spooky spirit? Oh man. I, I did a, uh, I did a horror movie episode on paranormal a couple of like the very beginning of October. And uh, I love, I think that's, you know what? I wonder if you guys would consider this. I, I think I found that horror movie base and, and fandom kind of mixes with what we do. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why I called paranormal paranormalish because paranormal being what it is ish it's sort of in the world that's why i, I had a direct the zach snyder come on came on you know it, it's not paranormal but it's that fandom you know sci-fi horror so every now and then i'm going to veer off the roads and do some horror you know, well, quite a few times i plan to do some sort of horror movie based stuff my favorite in the, i've taken this way too serious but i've done a list of my top movies you know horror movies and uh and i don't phrase it as the scariest because you inevitably you put this is the scariest movie and everybody's like that's not scary <laughs> well it, you know it, it depends on how you watch a movie if you're watching it with your phone in one hand the lights on you're texting that's not how you watch them yeah. if you, ha you have to be you know immersed <laughs> in it you know and different things scare like for me the scariest movie is about time because i have issues with death and you know didn't have an yeah. awesome relationship with my dad. Now we're great, but you know, it brings up all those things. And when I see it, I'm like, nah, that's too scary. I'm not going to watch that. Yeah, again. There's certain things like, uh, it's just, so I guess my currently my top three scary movies and they're all old school. Lamageddon. Uh, uh, not, not Lamageddon is like number eight. I think, um, uh, number three is the original Halloween. Mm. I love Michael Myers. He's probably my favorite movie character, you know, <laughs> all these horror movie things, you know, you can see the, the Michael Myers face behind me right there. Jojo is the real deal for anybody that's listening. Jojo uh, is really into all of this. I love it. I just, I, I went to the pop Funko store and I buy everything horror movie related. Like, I, oh, it's, okay. Halloween number three. And I do love most, if not all of the, uh, the spinoffs and, and the, you know, all, all that stuff. Halloween number three, original number two, which this one has flip-flopped at number one. Over uh, This is the one that gets me. Number two, The Exorcist. Mm. The, that movie, I mean, as a kid, and usually any movie that really sticks in your head hits you as a kid. The Exorcist ruined me as a kid. My yeah. mom had the VHS tape back in the day, and um, I got it and wasn't supposed to watch it, and I couldn't tell her why I had to sleep with them, you know, for a month. <laughs> uh, but The Exorcist, and then number one, and I, number one is The Shining. Mm. It is okay. just a classic. And uh, I got a chance to stay at the Stanley uh, in Estes Park, Colorado. Cool. And that's, I think that's why I flip-flopped it to number one, because just the personal tie there. Um, and it's a so, pretty perfect movie. Like, that, that's just, just a solid movie, too. It's phenomenal. And the little yeah. twins just scared the bejesus out of me as a kid. Just ruined me, too. And to, to walk around the Stanley Hotel... Granted, that's not the where they filmed it at, but it's where Stephen King had his encounter. Right. Um, uh, it's just it's just crazy. I've seen a couple of new movies this year. I've I finally watched the movie Trick or Treat or Trick or Treat. Um, I I'd never seen that before. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I thought it was really good. It's a uh, 
there's a couple of movies I want to see. I still haven't seen. Um, no, I won't get, I won't get to all those, but, uh, have you seen are, Have you seen it follows? Nothing to do with the it franchise, right? No. Um, it's, it's in my opinion, like it's one of my favorite movies just in general, but it just happens to be a horror movie, but it's, uh, the basis is like you have sex with somebody and you get essentially this demon that attaches, that's going to kill you. But you can, if you keep having sex with people and you have the demon, it keeps passing along and it has to work its way back to you so it's like if i have sex with five people it's going to start on that fifth person kill them and work its way back down to kill me so is um, the goal to keep having sex so it stays away from you or do you, well are you trying to get it back to you I guess no you, you don't want, do want it. it yeah it'll kill you and like it, it takes over the form of like other people like um kind of like some creepy stuff we've heard on our podcast where like you see somebody and you think it's a real person, but it's really like a, 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 you know, a spirit or something imitating them. And then it like just jacks people up, but it's, it's really cool. It does it. It, so it takes that horror theme, but films in an almost like a Spielberg way where it's like uh kids have to save the world. So there's like a, a girl that's like 18, 19. So she's the one that has sex and gets a demon, but then it's like her brother and their friends are the ones that have to help her, beat the demon so it's like and it's got all this 80s synthesized music she doesn't like, have to hook up with her brother no 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 none of like creepy weird stuff all, i mean it's like the yeah, writing I'm is by, uh, <laughs> spreading uh purity rings to no. like it's like a 98 percent, i think on rotten tomato like it's, oh, wow. it's a phenomenal movie so i highly recommend that for anybody that, that hasn't seen it yeah I, I have not. I've, I may have seen the title, but I, I, yeah, I didn't know anything about it. It was on Netflix for a while. I'm not sure if it's still there. And the other thing I would recommend is the movie Host uh, that came out during the pandemic, um, and it's shot in uh, Zoom, and it is fucking scary. Uh, no and it also kidding. has like a 95 percent Rotten Tomato. But the director blew up. We had him. He was going to come on our like. I've learned that if I want to get people like that on the podcast, I have to jump on them real real quick like you know like because because like we don't have enough clout to pull people necessarily after they're like huge so i'm like if i see something on netflix i like and it, it just like just getting traction he was like yeah i'll be on next week no one checked his instagram next week he had his blue check mark like forty thousand. <laughs> he's like man i'm super busy and i'm in the uk i'm like it's cool we enjoyed it good luck with everything um but yeah that's a great great movie too it's like a one of those like things where they do a seance and one person is making a joke of it and then you see all the horror happen in the zoom windows as the story unfolds and it's just brilliant the way it's talk shot. about talk about a way to take advantage of your your yeah. unfortunate circumstance yeah. of the pandemic to make that a plus, you know? That's yeah. Crazy. That's why he was like, we were trying to figure out what to do. And so we just shot the whole thing in zoom. And I was like, man, yeah. that is really impressive. But yeah, that, those would be my recommendations. Well, Joto, thank you so much for joining us. Um, everybody who's listening, make sure you check out Paranormalish and everything else Jojo has going on on kiss FM and iHeartRadio. We so appreciate this. It's always such a treat to get to talk to you and interact and uh, I know that uh, we'll all be getting together again to talk. We would love for you to do our outro with us if you're up for oh, it. We get, first of all, thank you guys for having me on. And I would love to do this more. Just keep, keep hitting me up, man. I, we finally exchanged numbers. We were going back and forth on DM. And, and you know, that I usually, I'm a little delayed on that. As most people, I guess, you may, who everybody is. But, uh, hey, Jojo, can you do X, Y, Z? And I'll see the thing like a week later. I'm like, <laughs> like hey, my, I thought you had my number anyway. But, uh, yeah, hit me up whenever. I love, I love jumping on with you guys. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Pat. I'm Jojo Wright. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second you guys were just... <laughs> <laughs>
pulling my leg and I was going to be the only one doing it. That would be kind of funny, actually. <laughs>